just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Wow. Another time for times of refreshing. And today by the grace of God, the weather is clear. And uh, I believe that the Lord is going to bless you. Like I always do, honest to pray. So wherever you are, just, if you can, close your eyes and let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and the opportunity given us to enjoy these times of refreshing when the presence of God is evident. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you use me to be a blessing to your people out there. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, today um, I am here alone in the studio and I believe that God is going to bless us. You know, the last time when I was talking about the spirit of an unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. I promise that the next time would come for the next session, I was going to talk about the spirit of a saved man is... Righteous and truly holy. And you see, as we go into that, I want you to take note of the fact that, like the last session I mentioned, that outward changes are not the answer. You see, when you see somebody who is not born again, that person's obeying a set of rules does not really change the person's heart. And it's very important for us to know that coming to Christ and being born again is what affords every man the opportunity to have a new heart. And so, when someone is not born again, it's not just trying to get the person to church. That will solve the problem. Is it? Because, like if you take a pig and wash it, you bath and dress this pig, and even put on the pig a wedding suit, and take the pig to church. Dressed up. You can be sure of one thing. That this pig will return to its filth. Which is used to. Because that is essentially the pig's nature. And so. What matters when we talk about the Christian faith. Is a real turnaround in the heart. You see so. When you see a Christian. A Christian is someone whose heart has been converted. You know, I believe with all my heart that it is only that change in the unsaved nature of a man that can bring about a change in this world. And so today, I want us to look at the other version of what I spoke about the other time. This time we are looking at the spirit of a saved man as righteous and truly holy. And I want us to read from Ephesians chapter 4 you know 
There's this powerful scripture right there, Ephesians chapter 4, and I read from verse 23. The Bible says that Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. It says that, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Let me read it again. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So what it is is that when somebody gives his life to Christ or becomes born again, like I said in the first session, the man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. So man is a spirit, that means that the real you is the spirit man. It is that spirit man that looks like God. And so when man gets born again, what it is is that God's nature, original nature, is now introduced in man's spirit again. Is it so? It is that new creation that is righteous and truly holy. And we need to understand that it that your 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 giving your life to Christ and becoming born again does not necessarily affect your soul and your body the day you give your life to Christ. You see, and usually that is where a lot of people begin to have a lot of questions that are I thought this person said he's born again. But how come that he thinks weird? How come that he thinks the same way he used to think? How come that this person finds himself doing the same bad thing that he used to do? The truth of the matter is that, what do you expect? Because the person's body was not changed. The person's soul, which is made up of his mind, his will, his emotions, were not changed. What actually got changed? Was the spirit of the man. You know. When you read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17. Bible says that therefore if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold. All things are become new. You know. So, 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 I want us to understand that the moment you give your life to Christ, it is your spirit that has had that instantaneous change. That's very important. Now, the thing is that when you when you give your life to Christ, your spirit, which was a corrupted spirit, now receives an injection from God or through His Holy Spirit that makes your spirit now pure, righteous, truly holy. And so when God looks at you, who is born again, though you find yourself still lying, still stealing, still fornicating, still doing all the things that the flesh has the ability to do. God sees your mind not working correctly. He sees you. You have some strange emotions and all that. When he looks at you, he looks as himself in you. Because your spirit is the changed part of you. That now looks like God. 
I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying because you see, it is very important because Satan will always want to play such games on those who are ignorant. He tries to make those who find themselves maybe a Christian, but you don't know why you are still struggling with some some things that you used not to, to use not to see as Christian. You see that you find yourself still going through the same thing. Maybe you are used to you used to lie, you used to steal, and you're still doing the same thing. And you keep asking yourself that ah, I thought I was born again, but how come that I'm doing all this? I don't think I'm born again. No, the truth of the matter is that you can still be born again. And your spirit, which is the real part of you, has changed. But your soul and your body are yet to change. And it's the reason why in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, we say that as all like newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So what it is is that when your spirit gets born again, your spirit is a baby. You are truly holy. You are righteous. But you are a baby, and so you must grow. And you grow by the feeding in of the word of God. You grow by the constant praying to God. And as your spirit grows, then your soul and your body now begins to submit or submit to your spirit. And that is that transformation. It is that process which takes some time that makes us see that the conversion has now affected your life. And that is why it's very important we, we, we don't judge people. Because it's not easy to see somebody's spirit and know that a person is born again or not. You have no right to judge somebody who says he has given his life to Christ and say that this person is not born again. You have no right to do that. Because you cannot see the person's spirit. I remember in the final quest, Regina writes that when he met Jesus, Jesus told him that one of the mistakes the church makes is for them to judge people and not see through his eyes. You see, but if you get to the point where you cannot see through the eyes of the Lord, you cannot have the same passion and compassion that he has, then you're actually operating at a higher level. And it's not easy. That's why you don't have to judge. And I'm saying on the flip side, to those who are born again, that listen, it does not just happen that when you just get converted, then all the things I used to do, which is bad, stops immediately. It doesn't work like that. You have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But as far as God is concerned, He sees you as righteous and truly holy. And so when you read First John chapter 1, you realize that chapter actually talks to, to, to Christians. The Apostle John was talking to Christians. Now he makes mention of the fact that you must walk in the light. And he says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He's talking to Christians. So as a Christian, your spirit man is converted. It's righteous, truly holy. But your soul and your flesh are not converted. So you find yourself still sinning. It said that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is done. Now in verse, verse 9, it said that, but if we confess our sins, he's not talking about unbelievers who don't have their spirit changed. He's talking to Christians. So a Christian whose spirit is converted, soul and flesh still misbehaving. If you sin, you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's a difference. 
somebody who is born again and still finds himself lying and stealing and fornicating it's still not the same as somebody who's not born again doing the same things there's a difference the difference is that in the spirit this one is made ready for heaven this one is not made ready for heaven <laughs> i know some people are getting confused right there but that's the truth That is why the other time I was trying to give this scenario. You take a very little boy or a little girl whose father was once rich. Maybe the father died when this boy was about six years old and left great inheritance for the boy. Six years boy. How can he know what his father has left for him? He wouldn't know until he grows up. So then what will happen is that there will be some stewards, there will be some people who will be taking care of this boy, making sure that whatever he's doing him gets to him. Until the boy gets to the point where maybe 18 years, or from 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, he begins to understand what it means to enjoy the inheritance that the father had left for him. That is how it is. Your spirit man, which is the real you, gets born again. And now your soul and your flesh Who have also been around for a while Let's say if you are 20 years old What it means is that Your soul and your flesh has lived on this earth For 20 years You can imagine your flesh Would have been corrupted with all these things That it has encountered in growing up All the bad things If you are especially grown up in a community Where bad things were being done now, at the age of 20 years, you say you have become born again. Your spirit has instantaneously been changed, converted. But your body has not changed. So now your body still indulges in all the things that it wants to indulge in. Manifest all the things that Galatians chapter 5 describes. Verse 19, adultery, fornication, cleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. All these manifestations of the flesh are seen. But now what it is is that your spirit is like the baby or that little, that little old spirit must now grow to get to the point where it is matured enough to be able to tell the body to shut down or to be shut up. And that is what God is expecting us all to do. So if your spirit doesn't grow, your flesh dominates. Everybody has a soul. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now what it is is that it's your spirit and your flesh that are in constant war. One of them wants to be the class prefect. One of them wants to be the head. Before you became born again, it was your flesh that was the class prefect. The moment you become born again, your spirit must now be the class prefect. But now here's the situation where your spirit is now born again. He has the right to take charge because that's how God destined it to be. But your, your spirit is still a baby. So your spirit must grow fast so that it can get to a point where as your spirit is now grown, it can speak to you, it can tell the flesh to be quiet. So when you see a Christian who seems to now have control over the flesh and all that, it's not because of any wild thing, but it's because the spirit man has grown and can now shut the desires of the flesh. 
can have an email right there. That is it. And that battle everybody goes through. And that's why Apostle Paul said, after he has preached, so that he will not be a castaway, he puts his body under. It's a constant battle. And that is why you must always speak in tongues. Because as you speak in tongues, you are building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So anytime you are praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, your spirit man is also growing stronger and getting stronger and getting stronger. And as it gets stronger, your flesh desires are now shut down. They are not cut down. They are not, they are now withered. And that's how you grow spiritually. So today what I'm trying to bring across is that the spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. So the question is that, so what happens next? What are you supposed to do now that we are born again or created again? Look at Second Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 21. You know, I've taken my time to go through this study because it's very important for us to know what the Lord is saying. He says that, verse 21, For he has made him to be sin for us. For he has made him, that is God has made Jesus, to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. That we. Might be made the righteousness of God. In him. You see, so what it is. Is that when you become born again. What has happened is that you have. Immediately and instantly. Become the righteousness of God. In Christ. So when you become born again. You are not in Christ. Before you become born again, you were in the world. When you become born again, you are now in Christ. Now imagine, when you say you are in Christ, imagine Christ as maybe a book. Okay? And then imagine yourself as a paper. And then you put the paper in the book. I hope you can imagine. Okay, so now you have paper put in the book. Now when you lift the book up, and I ask you, so where is the book? You say it's up. I ask you, where is the paper? You say the paper is in the book. Where? Up. So what it is is that, now when you are in Christ, when you are born again, wherever Christ is, that's where you are. So if I drop, if I drop the book on the stairs, that's the highest floor, and I ask you, where is the paper? You say the paper is in the book, in the highest floor. And that's what Paul was trying to explain. That Christ is in heaven. So when we come born again, what it is, and this is mysterious, you are in Christ in heaven. So you are seated in heavenly places. That's what it means. So though you are walking here on earth, your spirit man is connected to heaven. <laughs> and that is what makes you righteous. It's mysterious. I mean, ask yourself, how can it be possible for somebody to be in another country and then talk to somebody in another country and they seem to hear themselves and talk and have the same feeling like if the person is crying, you can also identify the person and begin to cry. It's, it's, 
It's technology. But imagine, it's because something is working. In the same way, you can be here on earth and your spirit is there in heaven. I don't, I don't want you to call it technology. It's not technology. It's mysterious. But that is what it is. If you can understand this, Satan becomes afraid of you because you now begin to believe in yourself that, hey, I am no more what I used to be. I am no more what the devil makes me feel I am. Because now you don't dictate you don't determine who you are by the things that you are going through in your flesh. You know, growing up as a Christian, I have, I have, I have had to, through these teachings, allow my mind to renew and then accept this truth. And I have seen how by understanding what I'm teaching you, I have soared like an eagle in the Christian faith. Because Satan will sometimes let you feel like, you know what, because you've done this, because you've done that, you don't deserve it, God is not happy with you. It is not true. It is not true. I'm telling you, it is not true. When God looks at his children, believers, he knows our frailties, he knows our weaknesses, but he looks at your spirit man. That is the real you. That is why Jesus had to explain that unless a man is born again, which is to do with your spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. If it was just the flesh, he would have made your flesh born again too. But I said, no, the main thing is the spirit man. That is the real you. When the real you is changed, then gradually your salvation begins to affect your flesh and then your soul. I hope we are understanding that. Now, what it is is that when you see somebody who is born again, you can trust that person. And it's the reason why you see somebody who, let's say, just some few days ago was not born again. And then like a day or two after, maybe a crusade or something is happening, the person gives his life to Christ. And then now you begin to, you see the person, and then you ask the person, oh, would you want to do this thing, this bad thing, the person will still want to do the bad thing, but then you realize that the person will say, well, I have some feeling within me that I should not, or I should. Because now what it is is that something is not working. That thing that is working is the person's conscience. That thing that is working is the Holy Spirit's indication. The Holy Spirit now begins to prompt the person that, hey, this thing that you are going to do, it is not good. So now, before the person became born again, there was nothing like that. So when the person wants to do anything evil, there was no prompting because the spirit man was dead. It was dead means that it was no more, it was not having any sense in it, it was not having any, any click, it was not having any prompting, nothing like that. But now that the spirit is alive, because being born again means that your spirit is alive. Now, anytime something evil is coming around, you feel that, no, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. It's the reason why, for instance, when you become born again and you do the same thing I used to do, sometimes you regret. Sometimes you even cry. It's like, Lord, why did I do this? Because your spirit man is not happy. 
Your spirit man is now saying, I don't want this bad thing. I don't want this bad thing. But why did you do it? You did it because the flesh was stronger than the spirit. And God is not unhappy with you. God is saying that, hey, rise up early in your spirit so that you can control the flesh. You know, when God is telling us that we must put on the new man or the new spirit, which is creating righteousness and true holiness, it means that you must take a decision to act like it. And that is it. You know, when we say act like it or does it, it's almost like, let's say, you take any profession. For example, um, let's take maybe somebody who is going to the medical school. Like our prophet went to the medical school before he graduated in 1989. Just maybe a day or two before graduation. He was just a student. And then the next day, by 4 p.m., he graduates as a medical student. I called a doctor with wearing his medical uniform as a doctor and then now referred to as doctor he wore males that's so beautiful now what it is that within a day he's supposed to start thinking different and it is very important for him to think like that because if he doesn't think like that he would he would behave otherwise you can give another scenario like a policeman who has just gone for six months training we knew him when he, he was not a policeman. And then after six months he graduates and then now he's a policeman who can arrest. He needs to accept and think that, hey, I have been given or I have the authority of the nation vested in me to be able to arrest whoever. So now he, he, he needs to accept and think like that. That's what it means that put on a new man means that there's a new man. There is an attitude, there is a nature that you have to put on. Put on the nature of a policeman, put on the nature of a doctor, put on the nature of a Christian, put on the nature of God, put on the nature. So you put it on. It's a decision. I'm saying this because a lot of Christians today are just judging themselves based on their flesh. But God is not looking at it that way. God is judging us based on our spirit man. The flesh follows. I am not saying that if you are Christian, that means you are entitled to sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you are Christian, it takes time for the flesh to respond to what has happened within. Hmm. You know, it is the reason why scriptures like, for by grace are we saved through faith. Is it for it is not of works? Is it because you see, sometimes if you are not careful, you can really think that, oh, I mean, because I am doing this in the flesh, I am fornicating. I am lying. Because of that, 
I am not a Christian. But God says that no, He's looking beyond the physical weaknesses that human beings naturally have. For it is by grace, it's not by your works. It is by grace you are saved. You are saved, saved not in your flesh, saved in your spirit. So when you become born again, your spirit man which has been regenerated or converted is what God is looking at and said, that is my guy. He's a new man. He's righteous. He's holy. Holiness is, that doesn't mean not fornicating. Holiness means that he's separate. He's unique. He's, he's sanctified. That's holiness. He's holy. He's just like God. Hmm. You know, I believe that by now a lot of people are asking questions. So, Pastor, so when you see a Christian who says he's a Christian, goes to church, by the witch. Don't we have to clearly say that this person is not a Christian? Look, let me tell you the truth. I believe that there are Christians who are witches. <laughs> I personally believe it. <laughs> yeah. They are Christian witches. Hmm. If you like, let's go to Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. They are Christian witches. <laughs> and I'll read from Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16. Hmm. It says that, and, and I hope you're reading your Bible. Because if you don't read the Bible with me, you, you can easily take this out of context. This I say then, verse 16 of Galatians chapter 5. This I say then, Walk in the spirit And ye shall not fulfill The last of the flesh Or the works of the flesh Verse 17 For the flesh lusteth against the spirit That means that there is a war From the flesh against the spirit And he said that And the spirit against the flesh And these are contrary The one to the other so that you cannot do the thing that you would. That means that what he's saying is that your spirit, and here he's talking about the capital S, so he's talking about the Holy Spirit living in your spirit. When you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in your spirit. Bishop, I don't understand that. You don't have to understand that. That's why we say faith. A lot of the things, it's not easy to understand. That's why it's called mystery. The Holy Spirit who is who is the third person, the God of the third person? The Holy Spirit comes and then stamps on your spirit. He stamps a seal. He says it's a seal of redemption. He comes to stamp on your spirit. And then also dwells with you and you in your spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is there, as a baby, he is the one who now takes the word of God that you read. 
or that you put in you and it feeds with you with the word of God. Like he just feeds you with um sorry like he feeds you with the breast milk. So it's like he's converting that food as whatever and feeding your spirit. So there's a constant battle between your flesh and your spirit. And because the Holy Spirit is with your spirit and in your spirit, the battle is between the flesh and the Holy Spirit. So he's saying that, for the flesh lasted against the spirit, capital S. But in other words, he's talking about the flesh lasted against your spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. There's a constant battle. Like, I don't want it, I want it, I don't want it, I want it. The moment you become born again, your, your spirit does not want the things that the flesh used to do. But the flesh says, you cannot tell me what you want. You cannot tell me what to So there's this battle. So now he continues saying that these are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the thing that you would. Verse 18. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now he goes deeper. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. So now he begins to list about the 17 characteristics or evidences or manifestations of the flesh. This is, he's not talking about the spirit. He's talking about your flesh now, which has been manifesting for years. From the time you were born into this world, your flesh began to manifest these. And he says that, what are some of the things? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they will do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now it goes on to verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and it's talking about the Holy Spirit, capital S, the fruit of the Spirit, or the works of the Spirit, or the effect of the Spirit, or the profit of the Spirit. These are the same words. So when the Holy Spirit has come to do something in your spirit, this is what we see. And he says that, that is against the list I gave you for the flesh. Now what are the fruit of the Spirit, or the works of the Spirit, or the evidence of the works of the Spirit, or the profit of the Spirit? He said, love, joy, peace, if you are not born again, we don't see these things in you. Because there's nothing like Holy Spirit in you. So you see love. And if you want, if there was time, we'll look into love. Love. First Corinthians 13. Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Hey, which unbeliever would be willing to suffer long? But if you are a Christian, you are ready to suffer long. You see that gentleness. You see somebody who was radical, a fighter. Recently I was talking to a Bible school student somewhere. And the guy was telling me, before he became born again, there was nobody who could fight him in his area. He had beaten all kinds of people. Different policemen had come to arrest him. But after he got born again, one of the things that made his mother know that my son is born again is that 
People want to fight him and he will not fight. Why? Because something has changed from within. What is it? Gentleness. The Holy Spirit's work. So you realize that now you are gentle. Now you have self-control. Goodness. You want to think about somebody. Be a blessing to the person. Now you have what we call faith. Then you have meekness. All these things are the effect of the Holy Spirit on your spirit man. So these are the things that keep coming up. So there's a constant battle, your spirit man and your flesh. Today what I'm talking about is the fact that don't let somebody or even the devil tell you that you are not born again because you are manifesting the works of the flesh. Now, manifesting the works of the flesh would also and can also take you to hell. So now it is your responsibility when you become born again to let your spirit man grow fast so that you can take charge of the flesh. And that is what we are all doing. And that's what it means by working out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's what it means by enduring to the end that you be saved. Can I have an amen? And so today, as I'm gradually closing, there's this scripture in Philemon. Philemon has one chapter, verse 6. It says that, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. Take note, in Christ Jesus. So, I'm saying that when you are born again, you are in Christ Jesus. Now, he, the Lord expects you to acknowledge every good thing which is in you. So there are good things in you that you must acknowledge. And that good thing is in your spirit. So you need to say things like, I am blessed. I am anointed. I overcome evil. I live in righteousness. I produce good things. When you say such things, it gradually cancels the negative effects of your flesh. I mean, think about it. You, the spirit. You, the spirit, the soul, and the body. You have been three parties, three friends. You have been moving, uh, doing bad things. Anything that the flesh says you do, because the flesh was louder. Whatever the flesh wanted to do is what all of you do, the soul and the spirit. Now one day the spirit comes and says that I have changed. I want to go my way. And the soul and the flesh says that, ah, but you have been doing this thing now for long. What are you trying to say? And the spirit says that, me, I want to go my way. So now the flesh says that, so, so, sister, so, I want you to follow me. And so there is, is the one that is in the middle. So whoever is strong is who the, the soul will follow. So if the flesh is stronger, the soul will follow the flesh. When the flesh is stronger and the soul is following the flesh, then what it is is that your soul is influenced by the flesh. That is what we say, a Christian who is carnal. Carnal means that the soul is corrupted by the flesh. But you see, as the spirit gradually grows, 
and gets to a point where it becomes loud enough to be able to shut down the flesh, then the soul will now respond to the spirit. So when the spirit says, I am praying, the flesh will say, I want to sleep. And the spirit says, no. And the soul will respond to whoever is loud. So when the spirit has grown enough, then the soul will say, ah, I'm following the spirit. And then the flesh has no option but to flow. That is why you see somebody who used to be struggling with the flesh and gets to a point where now he has no desire for that. It's not, it's not like it's not there. It's because the spirit man has grown stronger. And it also means that if you don't keep working on your spirit man to grow stronger every day, you can easily find yourself doing the same thing that you used to do or the flesh will now become louder. And then we call it backsliding. And that's what happens. You know, the scripture I just read in Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible teaches us to acknowledge the good things that are in us because we are Christians. We are not supposed to go around saying negative things about ourselves. If you say, I am a bad person, you are hurting yourself. How can you open your mouth and say, me, I'm stupid. I am a sinner. What you are doing is that you are saying something that is contrary to the word of God. And so what it is is that it is mandated for every Christian to start acknowledging good things according to the word of God concerning your life. Very important. Things will make your faith come alive. You have to say things like, I am the righteousness of God. I am a new person. I can make it. I am holy. I am beautiful and wonderfully made. You know, when you, when you make these confessions, it takes you out of sin into a life of practical holiness. And these are things that you need to do daily. Don't look at your flesh. Don't look at the circumstances around you and let those circumstances dictate for your life. No. The Christian faith demands you to say things that you want to see. To say things that the word of God requires of you to say. So let the weak say, I am strong. So you say, I am strong. When you say, I am strong, it makes your spirit man become stronger. And then now it begins to take charge over your flesh. Amen. Righteousness on the inside must work on the outside. A born again Christian who lives in sin is living contrary to his new nature. And that's the truth. If you continue in sin, it's by your own choice. Because the power of sin is broken. And God has given you a new nature. It is no longer natural to do evil. It is against your very nature. As a new creation. You see, and that's why I was saying that some time ago you have no remorse, but now as a believer, when you do wrong, you feel so guilty because something would have told you that no, that's not what you have to do. That is not what God expects of you to do. 
Amen. Very, very important. And so, I want us to, in closing, look at this scripture, Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. You don't say the old man with his deeds. That means that the nature that you had, which was a dead spirit and a flesh that was alive, that was the old man. He said, put off the old man and his deeds and I put on the new man which is renewed. The new man is the spirit that has come alive. Which has the ability to shut down the flesh and its desires. Before we become born again, like Bible says in Isaiah 64 verses, all our righteousness or our righteous deeds are as filthy rags. So before we become born again, you see there are some people who are not born again but they seem to do right things. So sometimes people get confused that, ah, but this person doesn't do bad things. Though he's not born again, but he doesn't do bad things. The thing is that the person doesn't do bad things, but he's not born again. That person, should he die, will go to hell. But you also see somebody who is born again, speaking in tongues, but still struggles with the things, the sins of the flesh. Should that person die now, that person most probably go to heaven. But now would have issues. I hope you're understanding what I'm, I'm saying. Very, very important. And so today, if you are born again, you have been instantaneously transformed into a righteous new man. You cannot be more righteous. So people may wonder, so can you be more righteous? You cannot be more righteous. There's nothing like that. Rather, you can only increase your faith in your inherited righteousness. You can only practice more and more of your true nature. When you are conscious of your righteousness in Christ, you become as bold as a lion. Through righteousness, you will rule in this life. Like Bible says in Proverbs 28 verse 1, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. You will dominate the enemy through righteousness. I prophesy over you. I see overcoming your adversaries through the gifts of righteousness in Christ Jesus. And somebody say, Amen. Your right standing with God is truly a gift from your Heavenly Father. And so, in Romans 5.17, Bible says, Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Today, I've come to you with this revelation that when you are born again, God looks at your spirit man and sees that your spirit is righteous. And truly holy. It, your righteousness is not dependent on your flesh. And so next time when I come your way, I'll be going to the next session, which will talk about now that you are born again, your spirit is a new baby and it must grow. And I'll take my time to go through the different stages of growth. And I believe that it is going to do something great in your life. May the Lord bless you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He be gracious unto you. And may He give you peace. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, 
You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. This is the time. Because you keep going and coming, you never know when we will die. You can die tomorrow. You can die tonight. When you go under a big tree, you see different types of leaves. Three leaves, majorly. You see a brown leaf, you see a yellow, greenish leaf, and then you see a green leaf. The most green leaf represents a very tender aged leaf. So let's say you take about from zero years, somebody who has been born one day, two days, up to like 25 years. That's the green leaf. You see green leaves under the tree. And you see the yellowish leaf. And the yellowish leaf means that it's growing but it's not completely grown. So like 26 to like 50 years. If you're in that age bracket, you are like the yellow leaf. And you also see the brown leaf, very dry. That's like 51, there about, to like 70, 75, 80. And you see that one too there. So when you go under a tree, you see all these three categories. My brother, my sister, it is possible to die in your teens, in your twenties, in your thirties, in your forties, in your fifties, in your sixties. But the Lord is telling me to tell you that He's giving that opportunity to take a decision now. Like Jesus told a priest who was doing priestly work in church that you must be born again. Today you must be born again. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. From today I'm born again. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for all those who give their life to Christ by listening to the message. I ask, O God, that you even help them to remain rooted and grounded in the faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As be your brother and your friend, Bishop Chris Quinston Ado, with times of refreshing. See you soon with the next session. God bless you. Bye. for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273-240-449 0540-774941 Stay blessed.